What's up, everybody? We're back. Bad boys in the building. No, I'm just playing. This is your boy Sean John here with another episode of Vulnerability Leads to Victory. We're in the midst of season three. I can't even tell you what episode this is right now. I've just been having that much fun this season. All I know is this is another great episode coming at you over your listening airwaves to hit you in your ear with some fire. Uh, You know, it's been such a great uh, time. Um, We are nearing uh, the, you know, winter holiday season right now. We're coming off. What I do know is that we are coming off a time of, you know, I like to say the annual celebration uh, or recognize observance of giving thanks and being grateful. But I would definitely encourage everybody uh, make that annual day turn into an everyday uh, celebration or everyday recognition of being grateful, being thankful. Speaking of that, you know, along that trend, I am really grateful and thankful for today's guest. Um, you know, this is someone who had opportunity to meet, you know, a handful of years ago. Um, and sometimes you have some very, you know, random, you know, interactions and meetups with folks and, you know, they really lead into uh, a connection that you feel is going to uh, last for a long time, more than just a season uh, of your life. And so I can definitely say that uh, with today's guest. And so it is someone who uh, has definitely become you know, like a brother to me, we've been able to chop it up in, in so many different occasions and really be able to uh, break bread and fellowship and just kind of connect um, more than, you know, that surface level. You know, one of the things we do know is that uh, in this world, men, sometimes we don't we don't connect on deep levels. Uh, but I can definitely say with this brother, I've been able to connect on some deep levels and really uh, be vulnerable with this individual. So for today i bring to the vulnerability leads to victory family none other than the good brother (laughs) mr detroit over everything brandon might have the skills like mike but no relation to jordan How you doing today, Brandon? What's, what's up, man? I appreciate the intro. You know, it's always. <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. But no, I'm good, man. Thank you. I'm honored to be on. Thank you for this. Allow me to be on this podcast and to be able to share my story with the people, man, for sure. No, no, no. I appreciate you being here, brother. You know, um, I like to say, as I was saying in the intro, like, you know, we're in that winter holiday season. This is, you know, about giving thanks. It's about so much. It's about connecting with good people. You know, as we are coming upon the end of 2021. Crazy. Woo. And even though we say 2021, in some ways, you really got to dig deep to understand maybe what your wins were in 2021. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, it is good to be able to just connect um, as well and just reflect uh, with, you know, with good people. And so I'm glad you're here as well. So as I, I said, kind of talked about, you know, we met, uh, you know, randomly, I think it was a uh, ABFS meeting. Yeah. ABFS meeting and, you know, Association black faculty and staff. Um, mm-hmm. And so, and then from there, uh, we just connected 
Yeah, and I remember we we were on this uh, summer kickball league, and uh, I, you know, I was used to playing like regular college level intramurals, everything like that, you know, just for fun. Yeah, man, playing with like a full grown adults and these professionals. Yeah, it's like <laughs> this was a semi pro kickball league that we were a part of. Oh, I man. mean. I just remember, I remember going, we needed a pitcher, and I was like, oh, I pitched to my team all the time, we're good. Well, yeah. see, here's the thing, y'all. In college intramurals, you usually pitch to your own team. Mm-hmm. In this semi-pro league, basically, <laughs> you pitch it to the other team. So I wasn't ready for that, and I didn't also wasn't ready that these were going to be semi-pro players, basically, people who Let's put it all on the line. They do have yeah, <laughs> they bunt, they black, they know it's like it's like they study the game of kickball day in and day out. And I we, I wasn't ready, Brandon. I wasn't ready. Listen, what Drake says all about them angles. Man. <laughs> they, they knew about them angles for sure, for sure. Oh yeah. That was a whole experience was all for sure, man. I definitely appreciate you you pitching because I knew I could I couldn't do it. Um uh, uh, that was a time though. That was a good time though. A lot of good times, a lot of good uh of good growth from that vote. <laughs> but yeah, for sure. No, definitely. And I just say even like thinking about the other thing I think about what was what was scarier about like playing was then we would have to go out in some games and then turn around and ref other games. Oh, oh yeah. And like yeah. the the part we haven't said is is that you, Basically, this was at like the most one of the most random parks in the city, and so people was bringing coolers out with beer and stuff in it, drinking and everything. And so, like, yeah, trying to make calls and stuff like that when it wasn't no designated baselines or anything, it was, yeah, it was an experience where I was like, uh uh-uh, uh, like, no more. I was one season and then I hung up. I hung up my shoes. Nah, we and appreciate that one season. One and out, it's all good. You know what I'm saying? Hey, you did your thing. Man. You did your thing for sure. No, definitely, <laughs> definitely, definitely, man. So, uh, you know, we, we've talked so many ways about, you know, how we, we know each other. And I think really one of the things that I, I think about um, is, yes, this has been this kickball league. I've also been able to work with you on a um, – you know, black male mentoring program for uh, collegiate men and, you know, and just kind of sit on an executive board with you for, yeah. you know, association <laughs> of black faculty and staff. Like I've been able to have so many different experiences with you that uh, I truly can say uh, it is, it, it's been an, an honor and a privilege. And I'm glad that I've been able to connect with you over the years and uh, have us see each other's growth um in so many you know different ways and so you know that's just kind of me you know um anything else you you thought you want to add about kind of just our experience as, as brotherhood over the year yeah man i think like you you summed it up for sure just and for me different factors like i forgot we were on the e-board together <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness so that's even another one. <laughs> that's a whole another deeper experience right there uh, but we, we made it we made it we made it happen for sure yeah. Uh, but yeah i think it just is is to show the levels of of where we came from from I mean, when I first got there in 2018, uh, the UF University of Florida, and 
I don't know. Can we name drop on you? Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm so, not one of those people that's like in the city where I would not. Yeah. Yeah. Man, so, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, from 2018 to 2021, you know, it's, it's been a good thing. And it's a kind of just hear about this experience, especially us being from the Midwest, from Chicago, mm-hmm. Detroit, you know, us being cousins. I don't care. Nobody say that seven seven three three one three. That's all it's love. <laughs> uh, so you know, just seeing two two men from you know come from the Midwest and now that was down in the South and and just having to be able to kind of see where you at as far as in your marriage and in your life and just kind of just take notes like me. You really just seeing like man, you doing it, you know, and hearing about all the things that you and your wife went through and and just being there, um, uh, you know, just. I, I'm I'm always appreciative for that. Like I I'm always appreciative for that for you allowing me to 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 fellowship and pick your brain about some things and just being being there being being um available. You know, I think that's the mm-hmm. thing is being available uh and, and really just helping me through my transition when I was in Gainesville. So I really appreciate that. Um and, and yeah, man, I'm just looking for of course more more just time for us to continue to grow and develop and, and conquer this thing called life. <laughs> yes, 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 definitely, definitely, definitely. A hundred percent on that. So, you know, uh, he talked about, you know, the Chicago, Detroit, cousins, <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, you know, it's okay. We all know you may not want to admit it here. We all know Chicago style pizza is better than Detroit style. Uh, uh, even if you don't want to, even if you don't want to claim that, you know Chicago got it on lock with that Italian beef sandwich um, and stuff and other food as well. But anywho, this ain't a food podcast. I just had to, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I just had to, there, I had to, I had to go to this rivalry in a little hey, bit. Let's tell the people, hey, let's go up to, hey, we're only three hours away, so y'all can go ahead and check ninety four. <laughs> Y'all can get to both places quickly. Just to let you know. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, think about this. Uh, really, though, kind of talking about like why? Why say yes to you know jumping on a podcast talking about vulnerability, like something that's a taboo topic? Yeah, uh, man, I'm I know a lot. It's really uh, I, I've been thinking about this for so long. When you first invited me and you just asked me to do this, I was like, "Man, I don't know what I'm about to talk about." Like <laughs> being being vulnerable. Oh man, this this goes a lot of different ways. But I think for me personally, uh, it, it's been more as far as for me being intentional with like a lot of things that I've been doing in life, especially this year, 2021. For me, mm-hmm. to be more intentional on a lot of things. I started doing therapy uh, this year, so you know, I think. Being a man, but in a black male, and but man in America is one of the things where it's like, especially being from the hood, we, we ain't we ain't sharing feelings. We ain't talking yeah. like, oh, you'll be all right, you good, you know what I'm saying? Like we don't really talk about those things. And even in the house, in the household, you know, growing up, those wouldn't I didn't have those type of conversations on how to be vulnerable. You just kind of had to personally me, I had to internalize those things and try to figure out what. What are you, what kind of what are you going through? These feelings you're going through, uh, you know how I want to say something, but I don't want to be criticized or critiqued as oh you just being soft, but not nah. yeah. <laughs> you know. So I think what you're doing here on on this stage is really something that the culture needs in all different facets. And um, I was like, if I can help, just kind of tell that story on, on why I think vulnerability does lead to victory. I, I definitely want to. You know, give my opportunity to share what how I felt my stories or what I've been going through has helped me to overcoming certain things or having being able to 
grow in different aspects of my life. So that's for for me why I was like it was a no brainer to, to hop on here and, and you know talk to the people a little bit. Yeah. I appreciate it. I appreciate it, brother. I know the the listeners will appreciate it once we are definitely at the end of this episode. Uh, I think one of the things from that, what you just talked about is especially, you know, uh, as black men, as black people, like, you know, us being vulnerable, um, it's tough, like, you know, to go to, you know, deeper in our depth depth levels of explaining our feelings. You know, it's it's a tough thing. And, I've, as I've had guests say in many different ways, like over the, the past, you know, few seasons, uh, this podcast, like it, it, it's a tough experience, but as you even said, like it's one that it's a, once it's done, like it, it, it can be rewarding. And so, you know, I'm glad to have you here um, sharing today with us. And I even, you know, look forward to hearing what you, what you have to say and, and what you, what you're going to, uh, you know, what fire are you going to bring to the uh, vulnerabilities of Victory family today? So sure. on that note, uh, let's go ahead. You all take it. We're going to take a, a hot, quick one, two, eight, nine, 15 second break. We'll see uh, what transitioning music I find. And then we'll come back and get into some definition and framework. <laughs> All righty, we're back here. Uh, so, you know, uh, let's talk about some definition and framework as for you all that are new to the podcast. Like what I talk about in terms of framework for vulnerability is, you know, allowing yourself the opportunity to be in the state where you are, whether that's, you know, mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, like whatever that is, just allow yourself to be there and you acknowledge kind of where you are, but doesn't mean you have to act on that. And so uh, that's me, you know, uh, Brandon, talk about kind of, you know, what, when you hear vulnerability or being vulnerable, what comes to your mind? What framework definition do you have for it? For sure. And I, I think, you know, being vulnerable uh, for me is is really uh, one, really one being kind of in tune to what's going on with you, like being self-aware in a sense, like, hey, what's really going on? But being vulnerable uh, in the sense of, you know, really letting that guard down, you know, really letting that guard down, really letting people to kind of, you, you kind of sharing experiences that you may have went through and, and, and help, and you don't ever know what those experiences that those life, uh, those, we'll call it, not challenges, but those, those life things that you went through in your life, how that can help someone else. That's a, well, that's how I look at it as, you know, I, I've wanted people that never really wanted to share my experiences or things with folks. I always kept it internally in, but I started realizing like, you know, the reason you may have went through those, those tribulations is because that what may help someone else get through their journey. And so for you not to share those experiences with other people, you may be stopping them from growing the way that you grew or stopping them from making a mistake that you may have made. So for me, being vulnerable was, was one of the things where I wanted to, I, well, I look at it as really opening up yourself in the different ways that you may not necessarily know, especially for people that you might not even they not even be considered friends, right? Like for me, I, I really tried to, you know, being an advisor and having individuals, I listened to people a lot when I was an advisor, 
uh, you know, sometimes I interject myself, sometimes I won't. But in those times I would, it would be just so they understand and know, like, hey, I hear what you're saying, what you're going through. And, you know, I kind of, if I allow to share my experiences with them, share what I went through as far as, you know, me maybe having taken a semester off from school. So I had to work, you know, and that's what I had to do. Me having that two-point GPA and I've still been able to get to my master's degree without paying for it. You know, sharing those type of experiences and being vulnerable because you don't know, again, you don't know what your life experiences help going to help some, the next person. So that's kind of how I look at it as and want to try to uh, be vulnerable in my own way. No, uh, that's a good, you know, definitely a, a good framework and, and mindset there. Like, you know, you started off talking about being in tune with self and self-aware. Um, and I think, you know, when you look at the concept of being in tune and, you know, you think about it from like a musical sense, um, if we, you know, we're listening, if people are listening to music and they like, some just sounds off about this. Like it's, mm-hmm. you know, it definitely is something that's going to throw you off. It's going to throw off kind of how people connect, um, you know, with the music, with the sound and stuff like that. And so I think in a similar way with yourself, like if you, you know, allow yourself to get in tune and you start to bring all aspects of yourself together and that, that self-awareness, then you, you truly start to operate in rhythm. You start to operate in a way where um, it, it flows well and ultimately um, you're operating in a sense, like in an aspect of efficiency and effectiveness uh, for yourself and ultimately, you know, when it comes to vulnerability for others. And you talk about letting your guard down. That's something huge as well. Um, you know, it is, I talked to uh, someone a couple weeks ago um, and one of the things that I liked about what they said in terms of like letting their guard down is um, they said, you know, with vulnerability, your defensive measures are diminished. Like, mm. you know, you, you you have to, you know, put yourself in a state where like I, I'm open, I, I'm raw, I'm exposed uh, yeah. in a way. And so um, as you talk about, like, even now with some of the experience you just shared about with students, like, you know, yeah, they need, they get to a, a spot and they need to realize, like, it's okay. Right. Um, but I think I definitely can, you know, see, like, uh, tribulation. Like, it's interesting because, you know, if you grew up in anybody who grew up in a, a church atmosphere, especially a black church atmosphere, <laughs> yeah, you know, the trials and tribulations, <laughs> the tests and trials. And so I was, yeah. I, you know, I've actually never looked up the definition of tribulation. <laughs> like, I but it, I definitely just looked it up now as you said it. Yeah. And it's, it's it really makes sense. It's like, it's a cause of great trouble or suffering. Mm. Like a state of great trouble and suffering is another, you know, definition. So um, it really, you know, makes me think about it. Like, you know, some different uh, synonyms are, you know, affliction, distress, suffering, trial, adversity, hardship, agony, grief, anguish, misery, or pain. And I think, you know, you know, we talked about, uh, you know, we mentioned that we both worked together at the University of Florida and. You know, we've seen the experience of one, you know, in in the atmosphere in college in general, like you have students that are going through so much and they feel so much weight. But then 
when you're at, you know, the school, like, you know, we've worked at, like, that's time. constantly like, yes, yeah, like, it's a we, machine. we, exactly. <laughs> we are trying to, this school is trying to strive to not just be preeminent and other things. Like, we want the number one ranking right. year after year they're moving up. Yeah. That brings a student who doesn't know how to be as self-aware with where they are. Right. And they need to hear some of the experiences of others like, wait, you made it and you had a two-point, you had this, you had that. Like, yeah, I yeah. did it. Exactly. I did it. Like, yeah. <laughs> and so, <laughs> yeah. And I'm not the only one. You know, you just I'm just you could you could see me. You can touch it, you mm-hmm. can you you can physically I'm in your face. So or mm-hmm. yo, just know it is not to say it can't be done, you know, it's just Oh, oh, you got a, a B. You got a C. Oh my goodness, it's not the end of the world. I promise you. Yeah. But you know, it, again, it's really having someone like one telling my, "Hey, yo, it's gonna be okay if you don't get that four point It's okay if you don't join this premier society. Like, it's okay if you don't do those things. You know, there's more to things in life than just grades. And so, um, again, it, it's one of the things where. If they allow me to share my experiences with them, I, I will. And and really, uh, you just you just kind of know you know you in, the, in that when I was in that uh, atmosphere, you know when you can uh, uh, you know uh, what we're looking for. This kind of show them like, hey, it's okay, it's okay. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? This is what it is. Um, but yeah. Yeah. No, I mean I think one of the things that I, I think about with like you know we talk about tribulation and uh, you know say like you know great trouble is suffering. Like I think sometimes with you know we you talked about um, you know really sharing the experience like with what you even just talked about some more is like like uh, it reminds me of uh, you know a quote from Frederick Douglass like you know which was made I would say. I think for many black people today it was made famous in uh, the movie Higher Learning with uh, Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> yeah, like, Fishburne. You know, he, yeah, it's like he said, like Lawrence Fishburne said, it's like without a struggle, there could be no progress. But the mm. quote really is like, if there is no struggle, there is no progress. Sure. And I think that like, if you don't go through the struggle right. and you, you, aren't going to get the progress. But what I think the other aspect of what you have brought up in your definition of framework is, is that you can go through it and you can be successful, but you got to be self-aware of what happened to truly have the best sense of growth, the best sense of progress with that. Because it's one thing to be like, oh, I'm not as, if you're a college student, like, you know, I, I figured out, my studying habits, I'm struggling that right. I go get a tutor or I go to a tutoring group or, you know, I have a study group and stuff like that, whatever it can be. Mm-hmm. But ultimately just kind of fixing just the surface level stuff is not going to ultimately work long term. And I think that's where we are. It's like, how do you become, you know, self aware um, to be able and in tune with yourself to begin to understand how does your how do you make a sustainable kind of change and some of that has to come through being vulnerable uh, with yourself. So yeah, and I, and I think us being working in higher ed, you know, and I don't necessarily know what your master's was in, was in Sean, but you know, being having a master's in higher education, mm-hmm. um, it 
allowed you to kind of think a little bit things it, it you you go a little different be a little deeper into your studies you go a little deeper in the feeling you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. you, you're 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 touching on points that like oh this was going on you know it, yeah. it, it's maybe you don't know the word for it. you don't know what's to how to put all that together but when you start studying and you're doing that your master's and that type of stuff it, it, it's a little bit deeper like oh, okay and analysis analyzing those things and really being again, helping with that self-awareness. Um, and so I think that also helped with the growth as far as me trying to figure out and, and learn these things like, okay, this person going through X, Y, okay. You know, they might not see it now after that, but this is kind of the processes that they are going through at this time. And I think that also has helped with uh, me being more that vulnerable person yeah. today. <clears throat> yeah. So before we go to our next uh, break, I'll end with this is it's like, um, I've really been, you know, through some ministry courses I'm going through, I've really been studying this aspect of wholeness and understanding there are mm. kind of five aspects of physical, um, emotional, spiritual, mm-hmm. social, and um, I forget the other one now, of course, because I said it, but <laughs> like, you know, uh, so yeah. Yeah, I figured I had to go back and figure out. But I think, like, but I think there's five aspects of it. And what it is is that all of those make up who we are. Yeah. And I think until we get vulnerable and understanding those different aspects, that self awareness, that being in tune in those ways, you know, that's where we have to, that's where we'll get uh, like greater. Um, success. That's where we achieve the higher heights. But the a piece with that, in terms of the being in tune, that has me thinking is is that um, you know I think we think like everything has to be equal parts, mm. and where we are now. In reality, like no, everything does not have to necessarily be equal parts, um, but we have to know when to be vulnerable within each aspect of our wholeness to know that like this is what I need to work on Mm -hmm. Um, this is how deep I need to go into this this is you know I'm good in this okay I just need to kind of polish some things up but in this I really need to chip some things away like that that self-awareness and getting vulnerable with ourselves in terms of our aspects of wholeness is what's going to you know really get us um it's going to be a struggle, but there's going to be progress, as uh, Brother Frederick Douglass said. So, 100%. So, so, yeah. So, we'll take another break, and then we are going to come back and get to uh, the heart of the episode. And you all know what that is. That's the vulnerability leads to victory story. We'll be right back. Come back now. <laughs> Alrighty, we are back with the next segment, The Vulnerability Leads to Victory Story. That's where the guest has the opportunity to talk to us about um, an experience that they have gone through or still might be going through um, that has helped them to understand more about themselves, uh, become more self-aware um, of who they are and how they are you know, growing in life. And so... Um, Brandon, take it away. What's your vulnerability leads to victory story? 
man. You know, it's one of the things like I said, what what do I talk about when it comes to this topic, right? <laughs> what do we go? What do we do? Um, but, you know, but <laughs> again, I think like for me, you know, I think this has been a long journey for me. This this one of really leagues to victory. And I really think it starts with uh me really just going to undergrad. Uh you know, I got a rep. So, uh, first and foremost, <laughs> I, I attended North Carolina Agriculture and Technical State University. Uh, so, uh, go, go Aggie, Aggie Proud, all that good stuff. But, uh, you know, sorry, I had to do it, Sean. I can't, I can't you, help You got to. You got to. <laughs> I can't help myself. But, you know, it's one of the things where, you know, when I started thinking about this, this, this topic and this constant vulnerability thing, you know, for me, just just being going my undergrad years, right? Starting my, my freshman and sophomore year, going away to a whole, going to the South, right? Going to the South and, and coming from the Midwest, different, different speed for sure. And so it's one of them things where, my, of course, people were a little bit more friendly. I'm not used to that. Oh, oh, people smiling. People actually want to talk to you. Oh, I know <laughs> what's going on here. <laughs> like, oh, back up. Like, what's what's up? So, you know, it's slowly but surely me kind of shaving off some of them layers of the city that kind of made me so cold and made me so hard. Oh, yeah. Um, and really for me, I you know, it was kind of things where. I, I really ended up starting getting some friends and like some of them, most of them from the Midwest, St. Louis, Chicago, those type of places, a couple from North Carolina, Jersey, uh, you know, a little bit, a little bit everywhere. But, you know, I started realizing like they really started becoming, becoming more like this family for me. And, and you know, that really, I really noticed that uh, like my sophomore year in undergrad where I started realizing like, you know, Hey, these people like we celebrate my birthday type deal. Not saying that I ain't celebrate my birthday. I was at the crib when I was mm-hmm. a teenager, but it was just a different type of vibe. Like these people, I ain't know from Adam. This is this this what's going into the first first one and a half year of, of us knowing each other. Like we going out and celebrate my birthday. Like I ain't really doing my other friends at the crib, but these people took the time out of their of their day to celebrate me, and I was just like, man, this is this is dope. Like this is something like. Um, for me, is starting to realize, I'm like, man, this is cool. Like, this is something that this is what friendship seems like. This, this is what it is, right? Um, mm-hmm. And <clears throat> you know, I started realizing, like, okay, that that's cool. But I'm still hardened. Like, I'm still kind of in the hardened stage of life and trying to be like, can I trust them? Can I? Is this what it is? So you know, of course, time goes by and we get closer and closer. Things start happening and uh, different. Things have made us closer as we grew. And this is kind of when it became all said and done when we all graduated. When they left, they left before me because I didn't graduate. Mm-hmm. I started off an engineer major and it took me a little bit while to graduate. I didn't even graduate engineer major. Uh, but all my friends left and did their thing because they was doing what they supposed to, but I was still there. And you know, mm-hmm. that's when I realized, like, dang, like, I gotta get my job together, first and foremost. <laughs> but two, like, hey, that's my like. That's my family, right? Like my family left, you know what I'm saying? Like the people that I, I care for the most, they all gone now, you know, striving and doing their thing. So it really just made me think like, all right, bro, you gotta, all right, we, we, first of all, you gotta get stuff together. But two, it's like, dang, like, I, I really wanna make sure that they know and understand that I, I, I care for them. But, uh, you know, I think for me, that's when that whole being more vulnerable and not 
again, started to continue to shave off them layers. And so, uh, and for me, uh, kind of take it back a little bit, like my junior year, going to my junior year, I got, I got baptized. I got saved my junior year. And mm-hmm. so for me, I think that's when I really started learning a little bit more about <clears throat> just about really who God is and love and all this other stuff. Because I didn't really grow up in a church like that growing up. Like we go here and there, you know, we, we were seasonal, <laughs> but we wasn't <laughs> full time with ours. <laughs> I'm just saying it was. <laughs> no, no, it just what it was, you know, but you know, I started attending Bible study, you know, and after I started a little bit more about the, the Bible and stuff. So like, okay. I bet. And, and I really started learning a little bit more about what it means just to be, <clears throat> you know, that love, that love concept of what Jesus did and all that other stuff. And just the stories that I'm reading, I'm just like, man, like, how can I portray that with when I in my real life? So, uh, you know, I think with me just really forgiving, I think that takes a lot. Uh, just this kind of how maybe how I was raised in a sense. Uh, I think that's what it really came down to is really just forgiving and not to say that, you know, my parents did anything wrong or anything. It wasn't that it was just that that's what they had. You know, my mom, single mom and my dad, uh, you know, we had his, his wife, my stepmom, which I love dearly. But, you know, that's just what my, my situation was and whatnot. But um, I think a part of me was a little, had some some feelings for that as far as the. You know, I didn't necessarily know what a family looked like in a sense, right? I didn't necessarily know what that, how a family operates in those type of things. I ain't never necessarily know. We say I love you and those type of things. Like my mom would say it all the time. That's my mom. She she gonna do that, right? But my dad stuff, I ain't really that, that wasn't really a thing. Like we ain't had a conversation of what it is. But I was like, that's not how I wanted to really be. Like I always was this little bit, a little bit different. So I wanted to really show people that care i love them those type of things and really express those how to express that not just show you like with gifts because that's what my family was it's more so we show you better and could tell you type deal what some people need but also mm-hmm. I think you guys will understand the, the love languages as well that other people may need other things just to to help them uh validate that love validate that i i care for you i appreciate you and i think uh you know that also ultimately helped well, kind of hindering me in how, you know, relationships were formed. Uh, yeah. So, cause I, I'm, I'm coming, uh, Sean, just to let you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going a lot of different ways with vulnerability things. Cool. You cool, brother. This, so, that's what this is here for. Okay. So, you know, when we talk about relationships formed, man, that, that's also with me, you know, trying to navigate dating, navigating how, how that works for us with women as well is that, you know, I don't know. I don't nothing didn't know how that world worked. You know what I'm saying? I'm just mm. living on trial and error, truthfully. You know, I grew up, uh, Jay Z's one of my favorite rappers, so he said, Money, cash. I ain't gonna say the rest. <laughs> 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 oh. You know, I know you, where you're going. I know you're going. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, 98 Heart Volume Two, Hard Not Life. But, uh, you know, it's one of them things where you grew up like grew up rap, all that type of stuff. You hear that all the time as a youngster. You grew up in a block. You grew up with a lot of people saying, you know, it play all this other stuff. That junk, you hear it. But you know, again, part of me is bucking that. Like, nah, I don't think that's how it's supposed to be. But again, that's all you hear all your life is just one of them things of how you're gonna grow closer, how you gonna be with someone, and you can't be vulnerable because all the things that you're constantly hearing, and then also what you're seeing as well. Because again, I grew up 
mostly with my mom and my grandma and stuff like that. And it's one of the things where, you know, it's not necessarily, you're not seeing a relationship come about. Granted, yes, I did have my dad in my life and my stepmom, but I'm not seeing what love really looks like at the end of the day because I'm not around that all the time. So again, that also harnessed on me finding love and finding what relationship means and, you know, trial and error on that part. And really just not understanding what that means. <laughs> so again, the closest things I have is my friendships. And that's that's what I held true is the friends that I made in college. Those are the folks I'm riding for all day, every day. That's loyalty, you know what I'm saying? And so I think for me, it was just always just making sure we ate one always forever. And so again, progressing, we're going through this whole 20 years, uh, being 20, going back to the crib, all this good stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, uh, again, being back home, now I got my little brothers, got my, my little brothers, they're a little bit older. So really trying to be more of an adult, be a role model for them, be a big brother for them. Now they second, third grade, maybe at this point in life. So, again, it's really not being so hard on them, right? Mm-hmm. Not being so what I've always seen other I may have been for me, like, no, want to be more of like, let me listen to them. Let me show them that there's a different way than having to be hard and, and to show them love looks different and it comes in different forms and, and, and ways. And so I think it's really, again, it's, it's always been just me shaving off the layers, like really being more, again, attentional on how I want our relationship to be growing up, you know, I want yeah. them to be able to come with me when they have problems, they have things they want to talk about, you know, whether it be about girls, whether it be about school, whether it be about whatever what they might be facing. I want you to be able to express yourself to me and not hold those things in and having to think about mm-hmm. that on your own, because that's how I had to grow up. Like that yeah. was, that was the way I had to. Right. And so, and again, I'm not saying, I'm not really portraying this, projecting this to anyone because for the most part, I grew up an only child. Like, so who am I really talking to like this at, at, with, with, I should say, you know, I'm not my high school friends that can't only have the capacity to go through this. Right. And, and so, uh, my mom's doing her, she's trying to navigate life the best way she know how. So I'm just figuring it out. Um, but you know, again, I think it's really being intentional. And like I said, going through these, these stages really has helped, helped me, continue to shave those layers off, but then going to grad school, right? Being in a relationship, finally getting a relationship. So at this point, I'm 25, 26, finally in a relationship at this point, you know what I'm saying? But it wasn't really the right time, right? It mm-hmm. wasn't really the right time. And, you know, I tried to vocalize that, but they didn't really work out that way. But, you know, two years in that, that didn't work out in a sense. And that also because when I wasn't, as vulnerable as I wanted to be at that stage. They wanted yeah. necessarily just lost my grandma at this point in life, like mm. really transitioned to another another part of the South in Arkansas. So really trying to understand what are you doing, what's going on? And this this not really the right time for this type of relationship. But you know, I knew I cared for this person, but I didn't say know how to express that because mm. again, I'm still trying to figure out what this love about, like, does she have my best interest at heart? You know, all these other things, all these facets that that's really now, they're coming to a head at this point. They're coming to a head at this time. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you could do this for your friends, but now a good person that won't get close to you. Whoa, wait a minute now. <laughs> like, we ain't, we ain't really, we ain't popping like that, B. But again, um, 
you know, it, it's one of the things where I wasn't at that time, I wasn't at the point where I wanted them to be, to, to, to be that close to me because I was still kind of still like, Oh no, this is, this too much. This is too much. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how to vocalize. Like, oh, wait a minute. Uh, but again, that's why, I mean, that didn't work out, but it's kind of one of the things why it didn't work out was because that vulnerability wasn't there. Like I didn't, I didn't necessarily understand or didn't know again, how to vocalize how I felt and how to show them how I felt at the same time. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's when I really started realizing like, yo, yo, you gotta, I gotta take a time. I gotta take a time out. Especially if I ever want to get married, <laughs> like, yo, you got to take some time out and really try to think about this and like really one, know what you want in a person, but two, also like you're going to have to break some stuff down. <laughs> you got to break some of that stuff down to you. And, um, you know, I think just being alone for that year uh, and being in another new place, uh, another in Atlanta, Georgia, working, uh, mm-hmm. it really helped me kind of grow in a different aspect in life and kind of want to figure out what I wanted in my life. But two, how do I want to go about dating as well? Like, how do I want to go and date and, and be how, how I should be when I am dating a, a, a girl? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, it's always been, you know, Hey, <laughs> like we cool, <laughs> but going to that next level type deal, you know, that was something always, you know, that player, whatever they want to be, grew up, people want to put that that label on me. You know, I didn't necessarily agree with it, but it was, <laughs> I was still acting that way out. I'm, yeah. not, I'm just not going to hold you. That's kind of the way I was acting. And it's not like it, it wasn't cool. You know what I'm saying? Like if you really care for someone, like I feel like you're going to give them your all or you're going to at least show them that you care or you're going to try to uh, give them all that you can. So again, it was one of the things where like, yo, I needed that time away from people. I needed that time this way from girls to be like, yo, uh, one, we can't ever shit like that happen ever again. Um, and two, you know, how do you want to be viewed? How do you want people to, to feel? Cause there's one thing, like she said to me, and I'll never forget, you know, uh, I think of my, uh, um, I think about my Angela, she said, uh, you know, people, it's not, what is it, not how people, it's how you make people feel, not how feel, people yeah, it's not, it's not about what you say, it's they not about what you do. Them feel. People won't, yeah, people, yeah, people won't remember, they may not necessarily remember what you say, yeah. what you do, but they remember how, how they make how you, you feel. How you make yeah. them feel. And that was the thing, like, you know, that really, that really took heed to me, like, oh, okay, like, man, and, you know, I want to be the type of person where, yeah, you know, I, I know I, I'm loyal for sure, but also I want to make sure they, that, yo, whenever you're around me, that you feel comfortable enough, like, hey, whatever's going on, that I hope you can feel comfortable coming to me and that we can share this type of bonds or share this type of energy where you don't have to have your guard up. You don't have to have any barriers up because I'm not going to have any barriers up on my end. Yeah, Like, I'm going to be sure, like, all that I went through, everything that, whatever I, I had to the struggles and everything that I'm going to share that all with you. So hopefully you open enough to share what all you're going through with me. Um, yeah. And so, and I think that that goes to that, that happens so much. Like it, it really helps in so many different areas. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, just, you know, with relationships, just being more open, 
you know, being more, trying to be more open with parent, my parents, be more open with siblings, friends, intentional, and all those those matters because um, it just helped deepen that that bond at the end mm-hmm. of me. Like I think it, it has helped deepen that bond and and really, really just help people on different levels that I didn't even know. You know, you sometimes get texts or some things like, "Hey, man, you know, just want to say whatever, whatever we talked about." I appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? Like. Just yeah. I, I I was like, all right, cool. You know, not to say that I'm out here trying to fix all these problems, but also I want to be like, again, if I can help whatever I say or whatever I did or where my journey was, I want to make sure that you understand that and know like, yo, hey, um, this was my journey and this is how I had to go through it as well. So you're not the only one in this boat, but you know, we got we can go through this thing together. I think that's what at the end of the day that we go through this thing together. So um like I said, I know I went a lot of different ways with it, that but um, but I think that's for me vulnerability has been looped in, laced in a lot of different components, of different areas of my life, and you know this is all very I go say surface, but I didn't necessarily go deep into a lot of things. But yeah. again, it's been very looped and laced in a lot of different areas of my life, and again, it's still a process, still a journey. And and you know, hopefully to continue to one heal from probably some things, but also too to to help others while I'm on that journey as well. No, I um, I appreciate that, man. Thank you for thank you for sharing. As I I like to say, like you didn't have to share it all. You didn't have to share with me, and you didn't have to share uh, here on this platform. But you did all three, and so it is greatly uh, appreciated. Um, I know you said a few times, like, oh, you got a lot of different directions and everything like that. But I, I think ultimately one of the things that um, what I really thought about as you were wrapping up was um, it can easily be seen through the the journey that you just talked about. Um, how, like, I often say, you know, that vulnerability is a lifestyle. But I think of what you just talked about is really like vulnerability like yes is a part of your lifestyle but it's also a skill set that you have been fine-tuning so getting back to that kind of framework from early like being in tune like when you fine-tune something like you you are constantly working to get the right sound like you know when you are playing an instrument that's really like you really are playing it and it's you you begin to understand what it should sound like but then as you grow and get better you can get even more in tune because you can hear some small details that somebody else may not be able to hear. And I think that's one of the things that you were explaining as well is like, you know, how that is you're growing in your vulnerability, you're creating these spaces and cultures for everybody else to feel like that they can have their guard down, they can shave their layers um, and things in that way. So there's that. Uh, you know, as you talk about, you got a rep for, you know, North Carolina A&T. So I, I ain't mad at you. I'm always repping in my school. But, you know, for those of y'all that don't know, North Carolina A&T, founded March 9th, 1891. Uh, you know, the colors is blue and gold. Yeah. It's in Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh, enrollment of over 12,000 students and uh, is seen as the a largest historically black uh, university in the U.S. Say that one more time, Say one more time. It, 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 it says that it's seen as the uh, largest historically black 
in a university in the U.S. So, hey, and the um, number one producer of black engineers in the U.S. Yes, you know yes. So, so you know, uh, rep to you know all my folks who have a connection uh, to North Carolina A and T. Keep uh, crying, baby. Yes, yes, yes. So, I mean, I think there are one of the the, the things that you you know you really talked about. Uh, you because you know, it's a lot here. Like this is a lot of gems for people to really be able to dive into. But you mentioned uh, you mentioned Jay Z and like, and I think one of the and when you mentioned Jay Z for some reason, like what immediately came to my ideas, like there's all the the albums. There's so many albums that Jay Z has done. Like you know, I was a a big fan of uh, growing up of Life and Times of Sean Carter Volume Two, mm. Hard Knock Life, and everything like that. Yeah. And I think like let's like if you focus on that, like you know, he talks about oh, it's a hard knock life for us. Like you know, you can you know you all can look at those lyrics and, like he you think like oh man, like that's vulnerability. But here's the thing. If you really want to get to understanding, like, I feel like Hard Knock Life was not necessarily Jay-Z being vulnerable in the in the fullest. Like, I think he just was expressing kind of a background. He had an understanding of where he grew up and, you know, how he grew up in New York, that environment. But in the same vein, other songs that Jay-Z talks about, like, I got 99 problems, I got, you know, whole, like all these different things, like, but once Jay-Z went through some experiences, he had his infidels here, everything like that, oh, it wasn't until 444, yep. that is where that, Jay-Z That's the vulnerability got, yeah, that's the vulnerability album. Album. <laughs> Like the life, the vulnerability times of Sean Carter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, that's where you know you got. So ultimately, what I think about is, is that even when you you think you are like, oh, I'm really, you know, I'm expressing some vulnerability. Like it's about like understanding that you can go deeper. Um, and yes, like going deeper does require you being self-aware. It does require, you know, that feeling of being in environment sometimes where you can have a level of, a level of comfort. Um, and that's in the, in terms of the people that you're around and feeling like, you know, hopefully it feels like it's a safe space and a brave space to do that. But ultimately, you know, you just have to, you just have to go there. Um, and as you talk about trial and error, like you're going to, you you know, you're going to mess up. You might overshare sometimes and it's trial and error. You keep going back and forth and figuring out, you know, who you are. Uh, one of the other things that you really talked about that I, I really want to touch on is this family piece. It's like you talked about family and uh, I really have come to recently explore this quote and this thought of um, after I heard it and saw it, I think it might have been TikTok or some of the social media platform, uh, someone talking about, you know, the aspects of blood is thicker than water. And like everybody hears that and it's so much focus on like, oh, my goodness, blood is thicker than water. So, you know, that's supposed to be, you know, your blood family. But really, yeah. the the whole quote is the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb. The meaning of that is the family you choose is stronger than the one you're born to. Mm. And so something you talked about with like the people you connected with, you know, at A&T is like, 
that became like your family. And it wasn't that you, you know, were pushing your blood family to the side, but you needed that family at A&T to be able to understand how to now process and truly build a stronger relationship with your blood family. Yeah. And so you talked about, you know, how growing up, like, you know, you, you heard your mom say, I love you, but you had the aspect of your dad, like, you know, there's, there's ways it was shown, <laughs> but it wasn't said. And I think sometimes that's what we have to realize, you know, to the listeners, like, when do you, when can you just, yeah, I think we, we, we often live on what actions speak louder than words, but sometimes some people just need to hear yeah. Um, the vulnerability. Like I I can show vulnerability, but my me showing vulnerability is ultimately me saying it. Like you can you can show love, right. but sometimes you it to really grasp it, you you need to you gonna want to hear I love you. Like yeah. and I think it's and it's and that I say that with the caveat of it's understanding the relationships that you're in, in the level of relationships. Because what I will say on this quick little tangent is that on this on this topic is I have a 18-year-old niece. I can say that in her lifetime, I've only had my niece say I love you to me one time. Mm-hmm. But whenever I'm around her, she's always near me and everything like that. So yes, I know my niece loves me. One, because she has once said it, you know, uncoerced, but she always is near me, grasping onto me, everything like that. Now, in that dynamic of relationship, I don't need my niece to always say, like, I love you, Uncle Sean. I love you. I love you. I love you. Like, no. But if that's my, my mom, my dad, my grandma, like, you know, in that dynamic of relationship, if I never heard it, yeah. but they're always like, hey, here goes a bigger allowance. Here goes this. Here goes that that is going to affect me much more long-term than anything, you know, my niece saying it like that. And I think that's what that's, I think part of what you're getting that you were getting at is like in those very strong in, I like to say like developing of self relationships, developing of character and identity relationships. That's where we have to have, uh, you know, levels of vulnerability. So you talked about with relationships, like, you know, friendships, but romantic relationships, like that is a development of your character and who you are. That is opportunities to become self-aware. And if the vulnerability is not there in those relationships, yeah. then yeah, you know, y'all going to be looking at each other like, so this is be, nice. Okay. It's going to be yeah. tough. It's going to be yeah. tough. You know, yeah. and, and you know, it's one of the things where, you know, as black men, uh, again, like I said, uh, I, I didn't di- di- dive in this deep, but I, it, it's, it's interesting as far as, as far as how our fathers, how they was raised, right. And mm-hmm. how they seen love and, you know, then that's going to be passed down on how they raised their children up and whatnot. And, and it's, it's just, it's just an interesting thing. Cause it could be a, a ongoing cycle, but that doesn't mean it's a healthy cycle. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Uh, and I think now with, folks being a little bit more vocal and more vulnerable with one another and, you know, that whole mental space, uh, hopefully it's giving black men the opportunity to, to feel like they can go to therapy, you know, feel like they can talk to the individuals that care for them when they 
are, are having a bad day because I think a lot of times where where people or the world has came to church, like who really care for men? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, man, just go about that day. Oh, they be all right. They man, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you you supposed to, you supposed to be tough. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I feel like society has always tried, has really put us through. And it's, some mothers do that as well to their sons. And they don't necessarily give them the opportunity to really be like, that's, that's, no, I'm not okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to yeah. think and be like, you are okay, but that may not necessarily be the way. So, again, I think the way, hopefully the way we're progressing as societies is allowing these young boys, such as young black boys, being able to vocal, vocalize how they feel and express those in, in more healthier ways. Yeah. Now, one of the, you know, there's, there's really three last thoughts that I'll uh, really touch on here. Is one, you talked about, um, you know, your spiritual relationship and, uh, you know, how through that you you really, as you grow, got closer to understanding, you know, what having a relationship with God meant for you. Um, I think one of the things I would say, which connects the second point is, is really how the developing of that relationship and, and getting some awareness of self also helped lead you to an aspect of forgiveness, like, you know, mm-hmm. forgiveness of self, forgiveness of others, like, but really understanding, like, you know, we all have had yeah. gone through different experiences. You just talked about like what, you know, you, you're, you know, you said it. And then a buddy of mine, um, you know, said it before when I inter- interviewed him with the podcast, he's like, you know, I never heard my, you know, granddad say, I love you. But then I had to think about, did he hear it? Did his father say it to him? Did his right. father say it to him? So you just said that same thing. And I think that's something as well as like, what does you know that look like and so i can't hold that against folks i have to forgive myself i have to forgive them and just say like how do we move forward for sure which gets to the third point of you really that moving forward becomes uh, that moving forward comes through kind of this you know question you even pose like how do you want people to view you yeah and so you know that's one of the things i think about is you know with the way um, I can think about how my father and my grandfather, my uh, paternal father and my paternal yeah. grandfather right. and my father's, you know, relationship was uh, like looking at it is, yes, they live in the same city, you know, grow, with me growing up, there's all of that there. Um, but it's an aspect of like they didn't have that strong connection there. But what I can say is, is that the way in which my father talked about the relationship with his father, my father, which wasn't necessarily bad, but Mm -hmm. my father was not that way for me. My father was my wrestling coach. My father cleaned offices when, you know, after traveling the world and training professional boxers. And when that was over, he came back cleaned offices like he i think he always made sure that we were taken care of my dad was the the pta president even after i graduated high school like because he wanted to do that like he was the neighborhood father yeah like people came and talked he was the neighborhood coach and what i think about is it it makes me realize like it i think even now it puts in a different framework of he was like how do i want my sons to view me how do I want other men to view me? How do I want other young men to see me as, you know, being around? Like, and I think that's something that we have to think about is 
when it comes to vulnerability, I think we sometimes look at it as like, oh, I don't want to be seen as, you know, crybaby. I don't want to be seen as somebody that's all emotional. So like that. We are emotional individuals. Like, you know, you know, if you for those who describe to spiritual, like the the people you subscribe to the care, like they showed emotions. Jesus showed emotions. Like your parents, like, you know, they showed emotions. They may not have shown it in front of you, but they showed emotions. And so now, like, I think what we have to realize is there are generational things that we have to break. Like we have to live our lives that are going to be best for us that ultimately inspire and breathe life into other people. And so that gets to that point again of like understanding that vulnerability is not just, you know, a part of your everyday lifestyle, but how do you make it a skill set that you can also show others um, how to utilize it for their growth and their progress. So, yeah. Any last thoughts you have on uh, your story or anything else? Uh, it's it's a to be continued. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, you know, it's just one of the things where you got to keep on being intentional. I think that's what it is, really be, me being intentional on in what I'm doing. And just really uh, continue to share, continue to share the story, uh, continue to share everything that I've been through and helping people, uh, whether I know it or not. And so, like I said, it may be oversharing, maybe not. You never know. But again, you just never know what your journey could help put the next person or how that can help the next person in their current journey. So. No, definitely, definitely. So, all right, everybody, let's take a quick breather and then we're going to come back for our last segment with some tips and final thoughts. And so uh, hold on one second and we will be right back at you. Okay, we are back. Alrighty, so um, you know, everybody sometimes doesn't necessarily always connect to uh, the stories. I don't see how most people can connect to your story, though. Um, you you hit a lot of different angles uh, from family relationships to you know friends becoming family, so many different things. Um, and so, with all of that, you know, um, talk to us. You know, just give a couple. Um, quick tips on, uh, you know, how people can, you know, face their vulnerability journey. For sure. Right. Tips. Uh, I, I think, you know, and I think I said, you know, I mean, I think it's about being real, being real with yourself and being real with others. Like, you know, I think people can like the, the people know what bull look like. <laughs> people understand to know if you ain't been authentic. So it's like really being your authentic self. And I think that requires you to be vulnerable at, at points. I think that really does require you. You're going to be authentic. If you be on hundred, you know, keep it a buck with people like to say, you got to be in a sense, sometimes vulnerable at, at those times. And you got to let people see you for who you are and, you know, whether they, they like it or not. Hey, that's not on, that's not on them to judge. That's just for you to be like, Hey, this is who I am. And, you know, whether you take it or not, love me or not, that's just how I'm going to be because I know I'm living out my true self and my true identity. And I know or, or hopefully I believe that that is helping someone else get to their true self as well. And so yeah. I think it's ultimately uh, us being, you know, I think us, us being more loving to one another, uh, I think at the end of the day and, and really believe like uh, we are here to help each other out 
and not be a, 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 a what word I'm looking for? Not being a divisive spiteful. Yeah, yeah, all that. You know, yeah. it, it's not about that. It's it's about helping each other grow in any form that we can. I think you know if we know some people as far as like for our job goals, prospects, you know, hey, I know this position over here. I know Sean would be a good fit for him. I'm going to link my mans up. You know, that's just mm-hmm. what it is. I ain't going to be jealous if you get a job that I may be qualified for, but I'm like, you know what? I think Sean's a better fit for this. So I'm going to put Sean on. You know, I think that's really being uh, aware of those type of things. So, uh, you know, I think, again, it really is making sure people be authentic with yourself, be a, a hundred, and, and ultimately just know that this love on one another and really, you know, we all in this thing together and we are just trying to make it the best way we know how. So that's yeah. my two cents. No, that's good. I think all of what you said, I feel like can really be summed up, you know, uh, in, in two ways. One, there's the simple way of like, we rise by lifting others. Uh, you know, that <laughs> quote, uh, you know, we really, the atmospheres we create, the, the ways that we treat other people, and you know, assist them in their growth. Uh, that that helps us uh, as well. That becomes, you know, uh, when we see their progress. I think sometimes we 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 always try to go out and get ours, but by helping others, yeah. you know, um, that is huge. Like I, I was I was watching a clip on social media earlier, and it's I can't remember the uh, actress's name, but. They are the first black, like, um, I can't remember, like, one more just black individual, like, that is a starship commander for, like, Star Trek. Hmm. And one of the things that, um, you know, Whoopi, this was on the, it was a clip from the show The View, and Whoopi Gober was like, oh, my goodness, look at all you become, look at all that. And, but, you know, this actress, like, she flipped it and said, like, you know, I am only walking the path that was paved by you, Whoopi, that was paved by Michelle Nicholas, like that was paved by others mm. that were part of this show before as black characters. Mm. And so she said, it's it's not just as my accomplishment, like I am your accomplishment. Like I am, you know, success of the work that you do. And I think that's something as well as that like we we can do the work and we help others. And then when they help others, like it becomes all of our accomplishment. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's not about like, Oh, I got to get mine individually. We got to get ours together. We got to, we rise by lifting others. And so there's that piece. And the other way I was going, I was thinking about your tips is, you know, the, the, the good book says, you know, uh, was the, the, the first and, you know, great commandment and the second is like unto it like you know the first great commandment is you know love the lord your god with your heart your mind your soul and the yeah. you know second like it's love of thy neighbor is thyself and i think that's the thing here is that it comes down to you know it you can love others and be vulnerable with others and have ask others to be vulnerable but that starts with you yeah. having a self-awareness to be vulnerable with yourself um, first and foremost as well, because in that way, then that's how you help others. That's how you show love to others in terms of creating that atmosphere and setting that up as an example. And so 
Uh, I definitely appreciate those uh, tips because I mean it's it's very simple and it's, um, but still very powerful um, all at the same time. So, sure. all right, we are getting ready to wrap up today. Any like final final thoughts you want to have? Anything you want to just mention for how the people can stay in touch with you? Anything else? The floor is yours. <laughs> Nah, I just, again, appreciate it. Thank you, Sean, for having me on here. And, and thank you for just having this uh, platform to allow individuals to, to talk, to how, be vulnerable and how we go about uh, the team progressing and just making ourselves better. And so uh, if you do want to follow me, uh, <laughs> I got uh, two first dot names. Is that my G name? Two first. I don't know my stuff. Two dot F-Y-R-S-T dot names. Um, and also we got love us one love exclusive. Uh, we definitely coming soon. So be on the lookout for that. Um, okay. and so, yeah, that's what we got going on. And, uh, so I appreciate you again. Good brother, Sean, as always, man. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate you uh, being on here and, you know, welcome to the vulnerability leads to victory uh, family. So I know that this episode will truly uh, touch, enrich, like push, like do so much to people's lives. But ultimately, at the end of the day, it's going to be something that uh, will help them be more in tune with who they are and ultimately reach a level of progress that they, you know, probably are, have been looking to experience um, for so long. So, so yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, brother. It is uh, been an honor and a privilege uh, to have you, you know, on this episode today. So, yeah. Thank you. All right, everybody, we come to the end of another episode of Vulnerability to Victory. You know, thank you all for sticking with us. And this season, we've had some, you know, long episodes in terms of time, but we've had some full episodes in terms of content that is like, you know, I, I hope some of you all have been taking notes, um, you know, and, you know, with those notes, feel free to write comments, um, pass them along, put comments in the, you know, the uh, be for the podcast but also um take those notes and share them with others like as you've heard even through this episode like we say we rise by lifting others but even as you've heard brandon's story like part of his thought was not just the growth of himself but the growth of others and that impact that he has on the community that community responsibility uh to ultimately grow and so i thank you all you know what we say here subscribe share um but you know most importantly share with yourself share with others and you all know how we got to end each episode (sighs) exhale before you inhale peace and blessings everybody one love